Hello, and welcome to another episode of Heaven and Hell. Heaven and Hell is going to talk about precisely what it is to be a Christian today. We're going to intervene in your life. We're going to talk about having faith in tough times. We're going to talk about this plague. We're going to talk about what can you do? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I'm just trying to sound dramatic and hold the retention rate of a uh, of a listener so heaven and hell heaven and hell heaven and hell used to be my coping strategy it used to be my building block It used to be an expression of my emotional and my mental health. It used to be therapy, therapeutic. It used to be a hobby. Now I can make money doing this. Yeah, I can, and I am. Awesome. Episode 1 of Season 4, Kingdom of God. Episode 2 of Season 4, Born Again. We're moving into no longer talk about self-development, but talk about God's plan. You know, God is really the one thing that you can always have. You can always have God in your life if you want to. I'm going to let loose today, and I'm going to talk about my devotion to God. I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm not going to censor it to try to sound cool in the ears of unbelievers or in the ears of people who would rather not hear so. If you rather not hear so, then why are you tuning in to a broadcaster whose entire career is central focused on preaching the word of God? Not that I know all the words of God or the scripture or anything like that, but I'm simply a guy who wants to spread the good news about our Lord Jesus Christ, about our Holy Father, And about our Holy Spirit. And God is the one thing that we have no matter what. No matter what happens in our life, He is always going to be there, whether or not we choose to accept Him. Now I understand sometimes Scripture can get tough to believe in, such as angels, healing, miracles 
things that we don't see in everyday life, such as intervention from a higher power. Right now, some people may say, well, we're having this plague, this coronavirus. Why can't he just intervene and stop it? And to that, I would say, who knows? Maybe he's allowing it to happen. Maybe he's allowing this to take effect on the earth as a warning of what's to come. And to not fear death, but to fear God. So, I fear God. You know, I, I fear for the times when I begin to think, you know, did Jesus really come back from death? Did he really die and get resurrected? Is that possible? Is it possible to believe? Maybe that will be the subject of the topic today. Can you believe? Can you believe that there was this man named Jesus Christ and he came on earth, born of the Virgin Mary, fathered by a foster father, Joseph, who said the Lord had came into Mary and that the Son was to be the Son of God? Can you believe in Jesus? Can you believe he was alive and he was a carpenter up until he left the family business to go out on his own and to go preach the gospel, to go do miracles, to heal, to teach what it was to be the son of man? the Son of God? Can we understand that Jesus was more than a human being? He was divine. If he was around today and he was working such miracles, people would come up with scientific reasoning to disprove it. To say, well, it only happened because there was these genetic, scientifical, biological, chemical problems that uh, came into fixation based upon the environment or some sort of medicine. And back in the day, if he touched you and you had leprosy, you were healed. You no longer had leprosy. If you were dead and he brought you back to life, then all of a sudden you were brought back to life because he believed he could bring you back to life, and he did. Today they would just call it a miracle. Oh, it wasn't anybody that anything did. It wasn't anything that anybody did. It was something that Science can explain if we get to the bottom of it. And that's one thing I always feel like science is doing is it's always trying to chase down religion. Trying to come up with a reason. And that's why mental illness is not a science. Because they don't have a precise reasoning factor 
for the way somebody thinks. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that if I was off medicine or if people were off medicine, they'd be healers, they'd be divine, they'd be connected to a higher power. Maybe that would be the case. Maybe there's just so much sin today that a person who is connected to a higher power, a person that is divine, or a prophet, or tries to be holy in nature, maybe perhaps that when they do experience life off medicine, that they don't function well because of the overwhelming amount of sin. If Jesus were around today, most likely he'd be considered mentally ill. He'd have to be on medicine and They would say, no, you can't heal people. No, you can't bring people back from the dead. What makes you believe these things? And you would say, well, my religion. And religion is not really anything that uh, people like to fix into the equation unless it's preoccupied with religion. Thinking that you are all high and mighty or some sort of prophet or seer or divine spirit trapped inside a human flesh. So Jesus is this guy who we presume to be supernatural. He can heal people. He can bring people back from the dead. He can turn water into wine and he can come back from the dead after being killed on the cross. And with Easter coming up tomorrow, I don't know how many of you are going to listen to this episode today or tomorrow, but uh, even if you are listening to it after the fact, it still plays a part into uh, trying to understand what I'm saying, is that it is tough to believe everything that is said in the Bible and in the New Testament. It is tough to believe it because... Everything we are taught all throughout history, all throughout, you know, common practice, scientific practice, genetic, chemical, biological, logic, everything we are taught, nature, nurture, whatever, tells us that these things that he did are not possible. Walking on water, calming the storm with his hand, tells us that these things are not possible. But for the Son of Man, the Son of God, do you believe that it would be possible? Let's say hypothetically, if there ever was a Son of God that came in human flesh, son of man, that he would be able to do things that nobody else could do because he was divine in spirit, divine in flesh, divine in holy scripture, built from the very basis of his father of the Old Testament. Not to say that Jesus wasn't a part of it, 
Perhaps he was. Perhaps he was an angel at that time and had yet to be sent down as a human, knowing that humans one day would be accepted into the kingdom of heaven and that it had to pass that Jesus must descend into human form to rule as a human body flesh in heaven once he has completed his task on earth, which is to sacrifice himself for the sins of mankind, for all those that do believe to become clean and to become purified and to become healthy through the eyes and pass the judgment of the final judgment of God the Father and of Jesus Christ. Do we believe it? it says that all that do believe shall be given eternal life that they shall be able to have their name in the book of life, that they will be able to live forever. A great promise by the most controversial, legendary book in existence. Most high-selling book in existence. Most debated information in existence. The Bible and the teachings of the Bible. Religion and Christianity. Can you believe? We'll take a quick break, come back, and finish up the episode for you. Welcome back. To heaven and hell. This episode will be called Believe. And for so long, I had my born again experience. And I would always wonder why I was on the outskirts of being helped. Why God wasn't on my side. Why I had to battle to go through a bunch of pain and suffering. You know, any normal person would look at it and be like, God is not there. He's not helping me out. But any religious person would say it was a trial. It was a testament, a testament of self, a testament of belief, a testament of strength when you feel weak. Right now, I feel as if I'm one of the strongest mentally ill people or that has a mental illness on the planet. I feel as if I'm extremely fortunate to be where I'm at, considered my circumstances. To have a mental illness and to be as an effective person as I am and a believer as I am, I feel as if I'm extremely fortunate to have what I have and believe what I believe and be as strong as I am. So, let's get back to talking about Jesus. Can we believe in him? We can, but there's that doubt. There's that doubt that comes into play, that affects us every day. It's like, do I really want to give all the strength and all the glory of lordship 
to the King of Kings, to Lord Jesus Christ? Do I want to submit myself? And that's the problem with everybody today. Do I want to submit myself as having someone greater than I? Because most people would say, there is none greater than I. I know what I'm doing. I am smart. I have it under control. I know, I know, I know all. But to submit yourself, but to humble yourself, but to say there is one greater than I, the Lord. To submit yourself and say that I cannot come back from the dead, but he is mightier than I who has risen from the grave. And to me, that comes into play and it says, yeah. That in itself to believe is a testament. It's a test upon self. And I do. But I have doubts. And I have grandeur sense of self. I have pride. I'm sinful. Maybe not as many sins as others, but I'm not the one to judge. But I do know that I am not perfect. I have flaws. Although I don't think of myself as having flaws and having negative attributes and not being pure and being sinful, I do know that I'm not perfect. I'm a 29-year-old man living on his own, living the bachelor life. And I do know that I do things that are wrong that are considered sins. But I try to not let that affect the way I communicate to other people, the way I interact with other people, the way I spread my belief onto other people. If you're listening, and wherever you are in the world, listening and tuning in, I thank you. Because somewhere in your mind... Somewhere where you are listening, you somewhat believe the same things I believe. You have the same thoughts. You need to be reassured or just hear them through another person's perspective. And it leads you to think. And that's the biggest thing I want my audience members to take away from my broadcasts is to think. I know that if I were to sit down and come up with all the data and all the evidence to prove Jesus' resurrection from death, my evidence would tell me it's not true. My heart would tell me, you must believe. You must believe to be saved. You must believe. But does my mind, my heart, and my soul believe with all of its heart, with all of its strength and all of its power? It does, but I just don't know if I believe. I just don't know if I can believe these things, that he was resurrected. Angels were there to, to welcome him back into life, to remove the rock and to carry him up into heaven in bodily form, for him to come back and talk to the, the apostles. 
Can I believe? That is the question. Such a miraculous miracle that only God himself could make it able to happen. That only God himself would would be able to do such a thing. Can I believe it? I must. Because if I don't, I'm damned. But does that change what I truly believe? Does that change what's in my heart? I want strength and I want courage. I believe the good writings of the Bible. I believe the good data that I get from the Bible saying that all things that are good are of the God, are of the Lord, are of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All things that are good is the righteous way of the kingdom of God. And that's what makes me believe that the structure of the Bible, the structure of how everything is formulated, talking about love, talking about helping one another, talking about commandments that are set in stone to get rid of evil. How can you not believe in a Bible that talks about being good? being a good person, and getting rid of unrighteousness and evil. How can you believe in anything but a Bible or but a religion that teaches us to be better than what we can be, to be the best we can be every day? To me, that is the true test of our life on earth to grow, to become stronger, to grow in faith, to grow in bondship, to grow with love towards one another, to be a better person towards one another, to love thy neighbor, to not steal, to not commit adultery, to not murder, to love thy God with all thy heart, which is difficult sometimes if we listen to the word of God every day, Sometimes we just say, enough of it. I can't stand it anymore. I don't want to listen anymore. I can do it on my own. We get this pride. We get this arrogance. And we fail to do it well on our own. It's not a matter of time before we turn back to the Lord. But it's a good thing because as far as we walk down the path with the Lord, we'd have to walk that far back turning our back on the Lord to go in a different direction. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a shortcut way out to turn to the evil side if we commit a big sin. But I do know that every time I lose a little bit of faith, every time I do get a little bit frustrated with God and everything that he talks about, I do know that I turn my back on it, and I do know that it's no more than five minutes, ten minutes before I am back to repenting for my sins, to following the way of God, because I do know that I fear God, and I do know that I do not want to be without God in my life, because without God in my life, I would be nothing. I would be nothing. And with God in my life, I feel strong, I feel independent, I feel well, I feel healthy, I feel like I have strength, 
I feel like I'm smart. I feel like I know what's going on. I feel like I just know what to do. But the only reason I know that I know what I am is because I have God. If someone were to take God out of my life or I were to talk to somebody and lose my sense of devotion to God, then I would be a fool, I would be a hypocrite, and I would be disassociating myself from the person and the thing and the spirit and what I believe in most that has delivered me to my peaceful sanctuary. So what I do have to say is that if you do not believe, think of everything in the Bible. If you can believe in 60%, 70%, or even 80%, Why wouldn't you believe in the other 20, 30, or 40%? Why wouldn't we believe in everything the Bible teaches? If we believe just a little bit, if we follow just a little bit, let's grow that throughout the course of our lives. No one's going to master the Bible. Let me tell you, you will have the Bible your entire life, and you will never be able to master it. No matter how many times you read it, It'll always sound new and refreshing to the soul and to the spirit because it is the holy book. It is the holy Bible. We will never be able to master everything that's in there. Maybe after 30 years or 40 years or 50 years, I started becoming a devout follower of the Bible and listening to the Bible and and reading more from the Bible. Years, three or four years after my initial salvation three or four years after my initial born again state of mind so for me to become born new and to wait that period of time trying to do it on my own and create the heaven and hell and support myself and build myself and get back to being healthy before i invested my time in the bible perhaps i could have recovered quicker if i turned to the bible more immediately But never, ever in my life since being born again did I ever turn my back on the God and the Lord until things got iffy, until things got tough. And then I said, my faith has not delivered me, and then my faith delivers me. Testament. That is what it was. It was a testament. And it had delivered me. I had spent time believing, but I had never spent time actually reading the word. And now I'm on day 111 on my Bible app. I got a pocket full of promises that God delivers for every man. That was only five bucks on Amazon. And it's an excellent thing to read every day to see that it's beneficial. It's uplifting. It's positive. And it's healthy. Spiritual renewal comes from the word of God. The word of God comes from the Bible and what we believe in. What we believe in is, is the most important thing of all. So if you believe in the Bible and you believe of its teachings, why not believe in everything? I know sometimes it's difficult, but we just got to think to ourselves, can there be someone greater than I? There is, there is someone greater than I. He is the one who is born into this world of high power. He was the one who died on the cross for our sins, and he was the one who gave us salvation through him that we would be saved. And he is with us 
when we gather in his name, when there are more than one of us gathering in a group of two or three or four people gathering in the name of Jesus, he is there. He is, he is happy. He is there with us. Because he is right. He is what is right. Righteous. He is all loving, all kind. He knows. Why do we lack so little faith? Or why do we lack faith? Why are we of so little faith, is what I should say. The challenge is to not just celebrate Easter, but to truly believe in our Lord Almighty that he rose from the dead and he was sacrificed for our sins. I'm Joe Wilmot. This has been an edition of Heaven and Hell on JCHW Broadcasting. This one called Believe.